It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is UpToDate on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. St. Louis University, over on the other side of the Show Me State, has an ongoing prison education program that provides access to a liberal arts education for people who are incarcerated. In just a bit, we'll meet a Kansas City native who is currently enrolled in the program, but first we'll meet its interim director, and that's Mary Rising. Mary, welcome to Up to Date. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. How did this program first come about, Mary? I understand St. Louis University has been doing this for a while. Yes. Um, So we actually celebrated our 15th anniversary this year. Um, So the program started back in 2008, and it was initially just a push from a theology professor at SLU um, to get a theology certificate program started at the prison. Um, So when we first started, we had about 15 students that were taking a two-year theology certificate. Um, And once they graduated in 2010, that's when the program expanded to start offering a full Associate of Arts degree from SLU, um, which is actually the only Associate of Arts degree that SLU offers is to students here on the Bonterre campus. So there's an Associate degree program involved here and also a college prep program. Do I have that right, Mary? Tell us about how it's all laid out. Yeah, so we technically have three umbrellas of programming. Um, We have the Associate of Arts program, which we offer to cohorts of incarcerated students, as well as staff who work for the DOC. Um, And then we have our college prep program, which is non-credit bearing classes that are just designed to get folks comfortable in the classroom so that they can pursue college opportunities, whether that be while they're still incarcerated or after they're released. Um, And then our third program that we offer is called the Prison Arts and Education Program. And that program brings in speakers, artists, musicians, lecturers um, from all over to come speak to the general population at the prison. We typically host those events once a month. And it's just an opportunity for SLU to engage with the broader community here at the ERDCC. What's that acronym stand for? Oh, sorry. The Eastern Reception Diagnostic Correctional Center. Okay. Can can an inmate over here in Kansas City take part in the program? We have not expanded to Kansas City yet, um, and we do not have virtual opportunities. So this is an in-person opportunity strictly for the folks here at the ERDCC. I'm just wondering how rare a program like this is in the world of, of American prisons these days. Yeah, it's definitely a a field that's starting to grow, which is great, Um, but it's not, I wouldn't say that it's common. Um, I will say uh, Rockhurst University uh, offers some programming um, at Chillicothe uh, Correctional Center for Women, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that's about as much as like I'm aware of coming out of Kansas City area. How broadly available should programs be like this to inmates, not only in Missouri, but for that matter, across the country? Yeah, I mean, personally, I I think that this kind of programming should be available in every facility. 
Um, you know, we've got results um, from this program. Recidivism rates drop by almost 40% for folks that um, are able to complete a college degree while they're incarcerated. Um, so there's evidence that this is, a, you know, a worthwhile investment. Um, but beyond that, I just personally see education as like a human right that everyone should have access to. Um, and that goes for the students on SLU's campus at St. Louis, as well as the students here at the ERDCC. You know, you do get a sense just talking about these issues over the years, as I have, that this idea of rehabilitation in our prisons is too often overlooked. Do you mm -hmm. see it that way, Mary? I mean, the focus is on punishment, not re rehabilitation. Yeah, there's a lot of different camps of thought um, on this. And I will say, I think that um, most facilities are under-resourced and aren't necessarily always able to provide the rehabilitative services that we would like to see coming from um, prisons and jails. Um, so yeah, education is one great resource that we can implement, um, but also like mental health care services could be bolstered. And there's all kinds of other resources that would, you know, make prisons more rehabilitative if uh, we had the, you know, money and funding and, and time to implement those things. So, well, you, you've mentioned the money word here. How is this program funded, Mary? Yeah, so we fully fund all of our students' tuition through grants and um, just independent fundraising. Um, so all of our students' uh, materials as well as their tuition is paid for by the program by money that we raise. Uh, so our students leave with zero dollars in debt, which is great. Hmm. Are the professors and instructors primarily working with inmates or do they wind up splitting time between the university and teaching at the prison? Yes, most of our professors are full-time faculty at SLU. So typically they will teach uh, here at the prison as part of their full-time course load. So most of our professors are teaching two to three classes on campus at SLU as well as the course at the prison. Do you have to convince uh, pr uh, professors to take part in this program or do they come willingly? That's a good question. So at first, we typically do have to do some convincing. Um, but I will say once professors teach for us, they almost always ask to come back. Um, Why is have, that? Yeah, it's it's an incredibly transformative experience um, for everyone involved. Um, but our students here at the Bonterra campus are just some of the most engaged students that you'll ever meet, honestly. Um, it's like a pretty drastic difference from the students on campus at SLU. Um, our students are typically engaged and ready to contribute in every single class. They're hungry for the knowledge. They are ready to work for their grades. Um, and they just want as much uh, as we're able to bring in. So um, all of the professors that teach for us have an incredible experience and almost all of them ask to come back to teach again for the program because of that. Why do you think the, the prisoners, the inmates are so engaged? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think that they're just, they're just hungry for knowledge. I don't know. Um, I might even defer that question for, to Scott, if that's okay. Yeah, Scott, why don't you jump in here and I should introduce you by saying you're 44 years old. You received your GED while you were incarcerated. Then you went to join Ashland University. Uh, that's a virtual higher ed program. And you ultimately transferred to the SLU associate degree program. I really appreciate you taking some time, Scott. Why are the folks like you so engaged uh, in the classes that you're taking? I think it's a variety of things. First, a lot of people that are incarcerated here uh, due to their upbringing or 
other factors were deprived of uh, a real education as a child. And I am one of them. Um, I am nowhere near stupid, but my upbringing was in a lot of institutions and I didn't get the same education as, uh, let's say, a normal, a normal person. Hmm. Uh, so this experience is, is invaluable. Um, I can't even put a price tag on it. Um, and I want to basically learn everything that I can to become a better human being. And <laughs> this is a, a rich opportunity. And I think a lot of, uh, of the people in the class and people in the prison that aren't in the program that would like to join one day, um, look at it the same way. So you're suggesting that lots of your colleagues there uh, in prison would like to be doing this program as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. But there's uh, there's only limited space. You know, uh, each cohort only has 20 spots. So um, everybody don't get the same opportunity. Uh, they do offer Ashland, but uh, I, I think the, the in-class is uh, – supersedes the hmm. virtual education. You, you get both, but um, I, I think it's just a richer experience. How did you get one of the coveted slots to be in this program? Do uh, an essay. You have to uh, fill out an essay for your uh, entry spot or application. Uh, you fill out a little application and then you have to do a, I think, 250 to 500 word essay explaining why you think SLU should accept you into the program. We'll be back in just a minute. Well, Scott, I should point out that you're, you're originally from Missouri. You plan to come back to uh, Kansas City after you're released. What do you hope to do with the knowledge that you're picking up over there? To incorporate it in my life. My trade in society was, was plumbing. I did really well at it. Um, but I fell short in being an individual. Like uh, I was a drug addict for a long time um, because I didn't know how to deal with my emotions or daily life living mm -hmm. and the things that I'm learning in school help challenge me and broaden my perspective on different things from uh, dealing with emotions, understanding other people's perspectives and feelings and empathy. So I want to pretty much open my own business or at least go into business with my brother. And with everything that I have learned, I can operate a business better. Um, mm -hmm. And you would go into business in plumbing? Yes, that, that's my trade. That's yeah. what I'm good at. I'm getting old to start all over. And I was actually uh, quite well at it. So hmm. I want to be able to, to give back to whatever community in Kansas City that I live in doing that at uh, an affordable you know, rate. Mm hmm. What classes have you taken over uh, at St. Louis University over there? I've taken a couple English classes, uh, theology, philosophy, um, two math classes. Um, public speaking. Yeah, public speaking. 
I gather that these classes, what, have opened your eyes to a lot of things that maybe you hadn't realized before? Absolutely. Absolutely. They just make you think. Uh, each class challenges you in a different way. With each challenge, uh, you just grow as a person. Um, yeah. And I understand that we change all the time. So in order to uh, change in a positive direction, you need constant challenges right. um, instead of just sitting idle. I, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, Scott. Did you feel during your adult years that maybe you had been missing something in your life by not having the education exposure that you're now getting? Oh, I definitely knew I was missing something. Uh, <laughs> I walked away from a job making a, a, a lot of money because uh, I was broken as an individual. I, I didn't know me. Um, I knew how to go out there and succeed in a business and make money for people. And uh, I excelled at that. But as, as being a, a person and a human being, I had no idea what I was doing. I had never been taught how to deal with uh, my emotions or interact with other people on the level that I'm doing right now. Scott, you've mentioned your emotions a couple of times here and the need to sort of corral emotions to succeed in life. How uh, how is taking these classes helping you with that? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) It... it, uh, we took a class taught us about creativity, empathy, oh, and yeah, that was that was that was a good one. And uh, I'm sorry, what was the class, Mary? It was called Mind at the Museum. It was like a Sue has a core curriculum. It's essentially a class that's just designed to introduce students to a, a critical thinking around a topic area. And so this was about art and psychology. Mm. And how did that help, Scott? It made me think more of others and uh how people channel their feelings mm-hmm. and emotions and a lot of that's through art writing um talking uh interpersonal relationships and i i I, I say a lot of things about feelings because we do a lot of things to get away from negative feelings uh, instead of challenge them and stay with them if you do drugs or uh eat eat food reckless behaviors mm-hmm. to get away from the emotions versus uh, staying with the emotion and figuring out why you feel the way you feel. So and, I'm, you haven't used the word confidence in our conversation yet, Scott, but I'm getting the impression that this has been something of a confidence booster for you and for that matter, the other inmates who take these classes. Yeah. I mean, your confidence grows, but uh, I I always am my like worst critic. Yeah, so the, the, the confidence is there, but it, it not on a, a level where my ego outweighs it. How often do you go to these classes, Scott? Is it a daily thing or are you working on it in your cell on a regular basis? Uh, we go to class once a week uh, for four hours. And then we have a study hall once a week for two hours. Uh, but the homework and the materials, depending on how how hard you want to work at it or how well you want to learn the material, you know, I work on my material almost every day a little bit, a couple hours here and there. 
uh, depending on what it is. If it's a, a writing class or theology or philosophy, I usually have to read the material three or four times and sit with it for a couple of days before I can actually sit down and write the paper. Mm-hmm. Mary, I'm wondering what are some of the most popular classes that uh, St. Louis University offers over there? Uh, we, I mean, I would say we get good feedback about most of our classes other than the hard science and math classes. Those are usually not uh, favorites amongst the students because uh, they're pretty tough, but we power through those. Um, but I think our students love English classes um, and writing. Um, most of our students have grown a ton in that area since starting in the program. And a lot of our students will write outside of class um, doing like just personal creative writing. Um, that's really fun to see. Um, and then I guess also, yeah, I do think a lot of our students resonate with like the theology and philosophy classes, like when they get to be a little bit more meta and think about things um, zoomed out a little bit more. I think our students usually engage well in those kinds of classes as well. Scott, I'm just wondering, you said your background in prior education was a little bit on the spotty side. Did you wonder if you could cut it taking classes at St. Louis University at this point? I mean, I had a lot of a lot of doubt at first, but I had brush up through the the high set and then a little uh ashland before here but yeah i mean i had i have self-doubts i still have self-doubts i'm just wondering about the impact this program is going to have when it comes to your own successful re-entry back into society when do you hope that happens uh well (laughs) i hope that happens within the next four years um I just seen the parole board and got denied parole, but I see him again in three years. So it's, uh, hopefully soon after that. Hey, to what extent will this program help you with that reentry whenever it comes, Scott? Uh, it's transitioned me into a lifelong learner. So uh, if I don't finish my bachelor's degree in here, I will finish it on the street. And I think that uh, I might even go all the way up to my master's. I, I don't know. I, I will continue to learn. I know that because I want to continue to grow and I'm never going to know everything, nor do I want to know everything, but I want to grow as a person. Well, Mary had indicated earlier that this program has had a sharp impact on the recidivism rate. Uh, Scott, what's your view of that? Why do you think it's been as successful on that front as it's turned out to be? Well, I mean, it makes a person think on different levels. I mean, it, it, it makes a person, in my personal opinion, a lot of people prior to education have a, a selfless idea or not a selfless but a a selfish concept or ideology and to go through all these classes it it makes you step outside of yourself and uh, look at the broader picture of uh, humanity. Mary as you've watched uh, some of your charges go off into the world having been through this program what have you noticed? Just to be able to see students self-image transform throughout their time in the program is one of the most like rewarding parts of the work and I think one of the biggest testaments to like why the work is important. Um, A lot of our students come in and are skeptical about whether they're going to be able to complete the program or not and uh, you know when they're introduced to like public speaking or different like philosophy classes it can be overwhelming uh, I think at first Um, but throughout the program, it's just so great to see our students 
transforming and uh, I get to have, I have the privilege of getting to sit in on some classes and seeing like the level of engagement that goes up, seeing our students who might've been a little bit more quiet at the beginning of the program, contributing more in their in-class sessions um, is, is something that's really meaningful to me. You know, Mary, it's kind of amazing to me that we're doing a segment on this program. We do segments on things that sort of fit a, a category of what is news. And this is news because it's a little bit unusual. And it just strikes me that this should be a, a kind of program that should be absolutely commonplace in our prisons. I agree 100 percent. Yes. One final thing, Mary, what are the graduation ceremonies like? Yeah, so we have graduation in the visiting room here at the facility. Um, we have the faculty members who have taught for the program will come out in their robes and all of their, um, you know, fancy decorum. Um, and we get speakers to come out for the event. Um, you'll hear from uh, a student who will speak at the event as kind of a, an ombudsperson for their cohort. Um, and it's just a really joyful celebration. We get uh, family members of students are invited to join for the day. Uh, and we'll typically have some kind of, you know, cake and beverages right. celebrate and have a little reception afterwards. Um, but it's a really beautiful, joyful celebration uh, at the end of our graduations. Well, that's Mary Rising. She's the interim director of the prison education program uh, with St. Louis University. I want to thank Scott, uh, an inmate, for uh, talking with us about his experience there. And Scott, all the best to you uh, in, uh, on the road ahead here. Thank you. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancard, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Elizabeth Erb. Paul Nakatura is our announcer and engineer. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening. <laughs>